Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And Julie, we are presenting today probably one of our most requested topics. And this is something that you originally, a concept you originally came up with quite a while ago. And it's one of the things that when we present this, certainly at live events, we get the most positive feedback on. And the topic is... Yes, the topic is also one of my favorite topics, the introvert's guide to being a real estate rock star. So here's the myth. And this floats around in offices and trainings and brokers and, you know, you hear it around. The myth is that you have to be a real people person to be successful in real estate, that you've got to be outgoing, gregarious, and socially confident to actually be great at this. But the fact is some of the most successful top producing agents and brokers in the country are self-proclaimed introverts, as are you and I. And that might surprise some of our listeners. Well, so um, this topic is something that's going to be relevant to all of you. Maybe you're not an, an introvert. Maybe you are an absolute bouncing off the walls extrovert. Well, you're going to run across a lot of folks that are introverts. It's just the way life works, right? And in doing so, maybe you're going to learn how to be, after listening to this podcast, more versatile so that you'll be more appealing to them as customers, let's say, and they'll want to actually work for you. Or I'm sorry, not work for you, but hire you to work for them. But along the lines of working for you, maybe you're building your team or your staff, the same thing. Maybe you're not very good at communicating with people that are more introverted than you. And this will be an opportunity for you to open your mind and how, again, you can be more versatile. Because at the end of the day, a lot of you guys have been exposed to DISC and the personality styles. And those of you who haven't, we're going to do another show on that topic sometime soon. Uh, But you can also listen to past podcasts we've done on that. So just go to uh, iTunes or go to our website, timandjulieharris.com, and just do a search for DISC personality styles. Or frankly, you can just go to um, Google and put in Tim and Julie Harris, D-I-S-C. Uh, and if you've not been exposed to it, uh, definitely explore that because it is an interesting topic. It's pseudoscience, so keeping all that in mind. What this specifically is going to help you to do, especially if you're a natural introvert, is to be incredibly successful because you're a natural introvert. That's right. So since we're throwing these top- these uh, terms around, let's do some definitions first. How do you know if you are a natural introvert or extrovert? Ask yourself what you'd do if you had no appointments this weekend and no worries in the world with plenty of time to spend doing something of your choice. Would you choose to spend that time with friends and family? Would you choose to spend that time by yourself, going to a party, throwing a party yourself? Well, what would your plans be? If your plans are focused on being around other people, you are likely a natural extrovert. If your plans are to finish that book that you've been working on and snuggled into your favorite reading chair, you're probably a natural introvert. And they'll give a real salient example from yesterday, right? Sure. So you and I were trying to decide what to do, and Zoe, our little nine-year-old daughter, is an incredible bouncing-off-the-walls extrovert. Naturally. Naturally. And all she wants to do is be around people all the time. All the time. Online, <laughs> offline, in-person, IRL, in real life. Exactly. You know, and yeah. so Julie and I were prefer to be by ourselves, listening to podcasts, reading books, going on walks. We actually, so just as an interesting way of thinking of it, 
Extroverts actually get energy. They get fueled up by being around other people. Introverts get drained by being around other people. So if you're an introvert, and I'm jumping on some of Julie's points, but I won't do it too many times. If you're an introvert, you you know, at, on the weekends, you better give your op, yourself the opportunity to fill your cup and have that, you know, alone time. Otherwise, you're going to burn yourself out. And that's what Julie and I are conscious of. So we will do these podcasts, do a lot of other you know, public things every single week. On the weekends, though, leave us the heck alone. That's right. And I have to say, it is one of the things that I and you and our coaches look for when we're coaching other agents, because sometimes you guys get into your deals. And if you're especially introverts, you can really get burned out before you actually know it. And so we watch for that when you're burning it on both ends, that you're refilling that cup. Listen to a podcast we did last week on early warning signs. That'll give you an indication as to whether or not you know, you are being real, I think, consciously aware of where you might be burning the candle at both ends and burning yourself out. So Julie. Yes. Okay. So would it surprise you to know that all of these famous and successful people are introverts? Emma Watson, Bill Gates, Christina Aguilera, Warren Buffett, Michael Jordan, Albert Einstein, Gwyneth Paltrow, Harrison Ford, and Steven Spielberg. And in fact, and the list goes on, those are just people I know they would recognize. In fact, introverts can be very powerful speakers, salespeople, entertainers, entrepreneurs, actors, and leaders of all sorts. So how do they do it? Is there some secret strategy that you can learn and deploy? Well, Susan Cain wrote a book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. That does sound like Zoe, doesn't it? <laughs> I ask her all the time if she's run out of words yet. Um, she was chosen, actually, as one of the top TED Talks ever. That tells you that this is something people are working on, right? So according to her, no one is actually 100% introverted or extroverted. Many people are a mix, but probably tend strongly towards one or the other. Society has long rewarded the more outgoing, attention-grabbing types of personalities and tended to ostracize the introverts. Kane says it's okay and even beneficial to be yourself, to not try to force yourself into becoming the quintessential driver personality if that is not actually you. How many agents have become messed up in their heads because they weren't a driver or an expressive on the overly used DISC personality test? And the, you know, the DISC test, we teach that, we use that, but it is not hard science, right? It's a guide. It's not a diagnosis. Again, the DISC thing is nothing other than pseudoscience. Pseudoscience means it's not real science. Um, and we use it mostly to, I think, establish a baseline of understanding, to help people understand that there are very, you know, variations of personality style. But you, you, if you're older than about five, you know that mm -hmm. by now, right? Right. You know, it is fascinating that little kids come into their own personalities about uh, the age that Zoe is. Yes, for and sure. And you can start seeing their behaviors change. They do go and start becoming, you know, one little girl, one of uh, Zoe's friends. She is a big, you were telling me she's read all the Harry Potter books. You oh, know? Skylar, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's an obvious introvert. Like read, not just read the movie, not just listen to the audio book. She has the, you know, what, four or 500 page long books. Right, all of them. Yeah, she's. I think she's finishing it out now, yeah. And she's nine. Yeah, it's right. amazing. So there would be a natural introvert, yes. you know, whereas Zoe, not so much. But again, mm -hmm. this is powerful information. And here's really what we're hoping that you guys are going to really internalize, especially if you're an introvert. You can be amazingly successful as an introvert in real estate. You're going to have to learn to be more versatile, just like if you're already a natural extrovert, you too are going to have to mm -hmm. learn to be more versatile. So what we're going to do now is we're going to give you the strategies that if you are an introvert, 
where you can actually, frankly, change your life and become more versatile and be successful because you're an introvert. And I think it's important for Julie and I to point out here as well, some of our most successful coaching clients, and Julie and I have been doing this for decades, and we've had over 100,000 each private coaching calls, and let's just assume that we know what we're talking about, because we do. Some of our most successful coaching clients have been, a matter of fact, I can't think of a single uh, really consistently successful top-level coaching client selling, let's say, 100-plus homes per year that has not been a natural introvert. Can you? Uh, to varying degrees. No, I think I would agree with that. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the reason is is because the characteristics of an introvert are more, I think, in alignment with the characteristics of somebody that does what they don't want to do and they don't want to do it at the highest level consistently. More business maturity, more understanding that effort equals results of systems, of following scripts that, you know, I think they're more likely to actually run a business than to wing it. They don't want to, like, and that, how do I say this? Business maturity, you can tell when you're having a conversation with somebody whether they're, frankly, you know, I don't even want to, I don't want to sound too harsh, but basically what their business IQ is. When, if they say something like, I'm going to create my own system, I'm going to do it my own way. I know what you're telling me works, but you know, something I need to use this as my creative outlet to come up with my own system, my own whatever. That's somebody that has a low business IQ. Uh, naturally, introverts are going to not act that way. A natural introvert's going to say, tell me what to do, tell me what to say, give me a system to follow. And there, that, frankly, that's the reason a lot of these introverts not just become successful, but stay successful for a long period of time. Julie and I are absolutely 100% natural introverts if we haven't established that yet. And some of you, when Julie and I present this information live in front of the audience, will actually argue with us, uh, trying to convince us that we're not natural introverts, but we are. But we've learned to be more versatile. We've learned to present. We've learned to speak. We've learned to change our cadence and the other things um, that you will adapt towards, uh, you know, frankly, over time. And you will as well. By the way, we keep on mentioning coaching clients. You guys can join Premier Coaching for free. Did you know that? Why haven't you done it yet? The link to join Premier Coaching is in the description of the, this podcast. It's over on YouTube. Just scroll down, look at the notes, click the Premier Coaching link, and you can join right away. Or uh, you can just go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com. And yes, you can join Premier Coaching for free right now, and that does include a daily semi-private coaching call. So do that right now. All of you, frankly, those of you who are introverted, are looking for that very clear direction, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, what to say, when to say it, the whole thing. That's what Premier Coaching is all about. Premier Coaching was made by a couple dorky introverts for fellow dorky introverts and everyone else as well. So definitely go to premiercoaching.com or just click the link that's in the show description. Just you know, open it up. You know, scroll down. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any of the other um, you know, podcast listening widgets, just click premiercoaching.com or just go to premiercoaching.com and enroll. So Julie, let's give them some specific yes. drill down strategies. That's right. And today we're going to give you five strategies. There are more. You can either get the rest of them from the Harris Rules book on amazon.com or of course, like Tim just said, simply become a member of Premier Coaching. So the top five strategies, number one, have confidence in the person you actually are. The more comfortable you are in your own skin, the less you will allow criticism to affect you. Stop believing that you have to radically change your personality. You, need, you only need to upgrade it and become more versatile. So be yourself first and then be you talking about real estate. This was my criticism about the DISC test where it makes people feel like 
you know, if I'm not just a natural extrovert, I must suck at real estate. No, you be your introverted self, but add to your personality, upgrade your personality traits by being more confident talking about real estate. Well, let's just drill down on that since it's the third time you brought it up. Julie and I have been at big conferences before and we'll go and hang in the back of the room as other people are, you know, presenting stuff. And we have heard, I don't even, it's maybe 20 or 30 times. People that are supposedly personality style experts, mm -hmm. DISC experts. You guys can hear the tonality in my voice <laughs> change because it's so horrible. And what they'll do is they'll go up in front of a group of people, agents, and they'll ask, what personality style do you think you are? And they'll maybe have just finished a little, you know, uh, introduction to DISC. And everyone in the room of real estate agents is always going to say uh, driver introvert, or I, I'm sorry, a driver. They're always going to say that or uh, an influencer, an I. They're, they always answer the same. So I'm going to give you guys a little, uh, I, I promise, Julie, I won't, won't deviate okay. too much. Any self-administered test is not, is pseudoscience, full stop. So if you're taking a personality test uh, and you're answering the questions, it's not being administered by somebody else, you are going to naturally change the answers in such a way to uh, gear it towards one specific way or the other. And what happens in these events is they're being presented by essentially people that don't really realize that DISC is pseudoscience. It's fake science. It's not real. It's, um, you know, it's parlor room tricks, basically. It's just a guideline. It, it is. It just helps you understand that there are different personalities in the world and not everybody's like you. And when they present this information, they say it in such a way that you're essentially in a cast. And that's where they fall short. So they'll say... This is the personality style of the most successful real estate folks or salespeople on planet Earth. Right. Boom, bada, boom, bada, bing. And then they'll say, if you're not in these personality styles, if you're not in this quadrant of the personality, you know, Mickey Mouse chart, then you're most likely going to want to be uh, you know, an administrator or you're going to want to be a contracts coordinator. So in other words, what you're going to discover is a lot of these goofballs are going to tell you that if you're not, if you're an introvert or a, you know, a C type, that you should definitely be not necessarily thinking of yourself as a salesperson because you're not a natural salesperson. You need to be person. in support. You need to be in a supportive role. That's yeah. same true with you know S types or amiable types as well. Again, if you're not exposed to the DISC stuff and you're going to trip over it now because I probably you know piqued your interest. Remember what I'm telling you. 99% of the time, it's being presented in such a way that if you're not a uh, a sort of a natural sales personality type you're going to feel ostracized and you shouldn't feel that way because it's not real information and you absolutely 100% can be incredibly successful no matter what your personality style is. Um, so there it is. I just explained to them why you had that. such disdain for this type well, of information. We've had people come to coaching that come out of one of those trainings and they're like, well, I guess I should do something else. And I talked to them and they're already averaging like three or four transactions a month doing it kind of with their personality. They don't suck at it, you know? Or we so, had, we've had people yeah. that have essentially um, joined coaching and they have uh, said some something along the lines of, well, I'm just going to, I guess I'm just not cut out for this. You guys are going to be the last opportunity for me to yeah. be successful. Because after all, I'm not, you know, an, an I or a D or a driver, an influencer personality style. Exactly. I went to a, usually I have to say it, Keller Williams event. And so-and-so was up there talking about DISC and I didn't fit into the personality. So I guess I'm supposed to go and be a librarian. Or, or they'll say, I have to go find a D. I'm going to hire a virtual assistant who's a driver to prospect for me. Or it's just such, it's it such, just has so many arms of crazy. Guys, trust us when we tell you it is just a bucket of, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Point number two, <laughs> back to introverts. Use scripts that don't sound like scripts. You know your material cold. Knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. So choose to be confident. 
Introverts do tend to be perfectionists, thus you tend not to speak up until you're confident, right? So memorize, internalize, and then personalize the scripts. How do you make scripts not sound like scripts? Memorize them so you understand what the point is. A script is simply organized questions that lead you to an outcome. Internalize them, that's when you know it really well. And then personalize the scripts. That is more like how you speak, a little bit more of your personality. Maybe you speak a little more slowly or more quickly. If you live in Texas, maybe you say y'all in your scripts, right? You talk slower. You talk slower, and maybe you throw some barbecue on the end. But that's <laughs> you can't really personalize until you've memorized and internalized. And that's how scripts end up not sounding like scripts. Well, you bring up a lot of thoughts with regards to that point. But I'll tell you, being a perfectionist, Julie, I'll ask you. Yes. So being a perfectionist is, nothing other than essentially what word in a clever suit. Well, you're, you're trying to make me say lazy, but it's analysis paralysis, basically, that you hide out. This is, uh, in coaching, we hear it, it sounds like this. I need to do at least 50 more role plays of this specific script before I want to actually talk to a real human that might want to transact with me. Maybe one day. Maybe one day if the sun's shining and I feel right. Right. So the scripts are there as conversation outlines. You do not have to uh, absolutely positively have them mastered. You can role play when you're actually talking with potential buyers or sellers. And, yes. uh, you know, again, done is better than perfect. You all ought to write that down. Done is better than perfect because uh, procrastinating is a form of being lazy because you're just essentially avoiding the real work of real estate. Point number three. Point number three, introverts, recharge your mental, emotional, and spiritual batteries every day. What makes you tick? Introverts are rejuvenated by quiet, dedicated time to themselves. This can be a walk, meditating, biking, swimming, just reading for 20 minutes. Refill your cup routinely and make it a habit. Once you, if, especially introverts, I think that's true for everybody, but especially introverts, once you get off of that track of recharging yourself in some way consistently, that's when you start to say, well, I'm stuck, I'm burned out, I'm depressed, I don't know what to do, I'm off track. Well, this is part of it, and this is an easy thing to get away from, especially when you get busy. Well, I personally will feel burned out if you and I are living our lives and doing our normal weekly schedule, and then there's a whole bunch of social stuff on the weekend. 100%. I am a mess the following week because I don't have an opportunity. I know. Warning. We have something Thursday night, so we oh, have to uh, I'm aware. prepare. Yeah, and we have something later today, too. Yes. But we have, but I happen to know oh, we have right. nothing this weekend. Yeah, there we got to stick to it. There you go. We and we have, and do, we have to protect our weekends, too. It's true. It's true. Now. Now, an extrovert, a natural extrovert would be like, what are you talking about? That sounds awfully boring. I've got two or three parties, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, you know, and then I'll be back at it on Monday. Julie, do you know so. what our lives are going to be like when Zoe is uh, yeah, a little Ugh, bit older, that she has more of a social schedule, but not old enough that she can take herself anywhere? I know. I already am having conversations about, dare I say it, her quinceanera. Oh, boy. Yes, that's right. I've gotten some advice on that. All right. So it's coming for us. <laughs> is that 15, though? It is. I oh, know. Boy. A girl has to plan. All right. So point number four, <laughs> accept and embrace the fact that you will hear no more than you hear yes, and that no is not never. It's just not now. Stop taking everything personally. Have at least five conversations every day that you could hear no to, and you'll hear yes also along the way. This is, I think this happens to everybody, but introverts take things a little bit more seriously because they think about it more. So you've got to accept that, you know, you're in business. Hearing no is part of it. 
Well, that's a good rule for you. So if you're an introvert and you're saying, well, how do I know if I'm working that particular day or did what yeah. I was supposed to do? This is the reason Julie's using these points. By the way, in Premier Coaching, there's a lot more than just five points that are drilling down on this. We talk about this a lot, frankly. A lot of uh, people that are introverts join our Premier Coaching program. It's true. true. Uh, so one of the litmus tests as to whether or not you actually work that particular day would be uh, having five conversations where someone could actually say no to you. And that does not include your daughter or your wife or your dog or whatever. <laughs> right. That includes a perspective primarily seller. If you have not put yourself in this position to be rejected <gasps> oh, no. every single day, then you're not doing your job. Because what's going to happen is the pressure from fear, being fearful of hearing the word no is going to make you so damn good at your yep. job that you're not going to hear no. And when you do, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But here's the thing. When somebody says no, let's say you have a, you know, you're having a real conversation with, let's just say a for sale by owner, for example. And they say, no, they're not really ready to consider listing. They're not rejecting you. They're just not ready to list the house. I think there's a big difference between thinking it's all about you versus rejecting the situation for now, maybe next weekend after they've toughed it out over another open house, they're going to have a different thought about that. Okay. I'm, let's use an easier example. You are running into the same people every single day and you know, you're running into Bob at uh, Starbucks and you are, you normally just talk about the weather and you end that conversation that particular day and you say, hey, Bob, by the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping in this market? Bob says, nobody. Well, make sure you ask Bob that question again. But that essentially is you having put yourself in a position where you could mm -hmm. have been rejected or you could have won. And obviously in that particular case, you heard a version of no. That counts towards your five daily uh, quota for putting yourself in a position where you're actually going to ask a conversation, have a conversation that's going to result in you potentially uh, making money and helping somebody. You well, guys get the point? That's right. Because guess what? The next time that you put yourself in that position, you're probably going to hear yes. That's right. But that doesn't happen when you're not in the habit of putting yourself in a position to hear no all the time. In this world right now, where everybody else is essentially online and trying to have online conversations constantly, digital everything, the uh, people are, you know, thinking that their online friends are their real friends and all the rest of it. There is definitely some bifurcation that's happening, especially with regards to sales training and frankly, successful people. Those of you who are taking the time to have really meaningful offline conversations <laughs> uh, are the ones that are making all the money and are going to absolutely positively dominate your marketplaces. And it's not that difficult to do. If you think about for you to have a fantastic year this year, how many houses do you have to have to, you know, transact with, buy or sell. It's not that many. And many of you are blessed with these ridiculously high sale prices. Mm -hmm. Well, how about this? You can actually, there's, you know, if you were coming to Julie and I and you had, you know, starting at ground zero and you told us you wanted to have, uh, you wanted to sell 12 houses your first year. And let's say you're, you know, your brand new agent. And let's say your average commission is going to be $15,000. Well, that's quite a good bit of money, you know, for your first year in business. But let's go for it. Here's what we would tell you to do. Here's what we're telling you to do. Have 12, uh, put yourself in a position to hear the word no at least five times a day. It's not, I'm sorry, 12 times a day in that particular case. And the, the closer you get to an actual seller, the more valuable that potential conversation is. But you can start out by just having conversations with Bob at Starbucks. You could start out by having this sort of, you know, low risk conversations, but definitely lean in towards the probates and the FISBOs and the expireds and things like that. And you do that 12 times a day. I promise you, you will not just sell 12 houses. There'll probably be 11 listings, one buyer side, and you'll end up with, frankly, a lot more opportunity going forward than you can imagine because you are willing to have conversations. 
100%. Okay, point number five, act as if you're an extrovert without losing yourself. What does that mean? Well, who do you know that has a positive, who has positive and outgoing traits and is well-respected? Begin to blend your natural tendencies with a few other traits that will increase your versatility, introverts. This isn't to say that you should be fake. In fact, you might find out that you actually have some latent outgoing traits already within you. Most people do. Remember our previous point that not everybody is 100% one way or the other. Now, research conducted by John Zelensky, who's a PhD and associate professor of psychology, has found that introverts who act like extroverts, like we're talking about in this point, for example, by being more sociable, talkative, energetic, and enthusiastic than they are naturally, actually see their own happiness increase. This is likely due to the positive feedback that they receive from their peers. It may also be because they know they're becoming more comfortable in the company of other outgoing types of people. So here's the secret. The wealthiest real estate professionals, in fact, the wealthiest salespeople in general, are not actually introverted or extroverted. They simply have become a versatile combination of both because they've studied and adapted over time. So how does their versatility translate into wealth? That's simply because they're able to help a variety of different people with different personality traits in various situations. They don't just work with people just like them. You know, we should have put that as first point, your last point there, because mm -hmm. the reality of it is, is if you're finding that all the people you do business with, all your friends and family, all of your neighbors are essentially just like you, introverted, sort of have the same interests, you're probably not that versatile, which means you're not really going to appeal to that many people. Now, with that said... That might be right as rain because, again, you might be blessed with a high sale price. Maybe and, that's all you need. Well, I'll, give you, I'll use Julie as an example. So when Julie and I sold real estate, she was a professional uh, musician, and she played in orchestras. Mm -hmm. And trust me when I tell you, people that play in uh, orchestras are about the most introverted people you're going to run across, Julie obviously included. So what she did, following her own advice here, is she uh, made herself more versatile. And tell them how you did it. Well, so one thing that I always did, because, you know, you have rehearsals all the time and dress rehearsals and all the rest, is I would make sure that I was dressed n more uh, nice, I don't know, nicer, more professionally Most people showed than up everybody casually. else. Most people would do their job and then come in sweatpants and jeans and whatever. I would make sure that I always looked like I just came from a closing. Sometimes that was true. Whether it was or not, I always had a notch above. Why? Because it made it easier for me to be more outgoing when somebody would ask me, well, gosh, Julie, you always look so nice. What is it you do for a living? See how I was reverse engineering the conversation? And then I would talk about real estate. I'd get into the Ford script that we've done podcasts about. So that was one way that I was making myself more of an extrovert than I normally would have been, which caused me to talk more about real estate organically, which I needed to do. Well, so she just uh, tripped over something else there, which was really important. She put herself in a position. She wasn't uh, you know, puking real estate on them. No. They were asking her questions. And then uh, she was not having these conversations about this. This is a power of an introvert, for example. An extrovert, when you talk with them, is only, they're only going to want to talk about themselves. Personally, I don't even like being around people like that. I just will avoid me, them. Me, like me, me all the time. Exactly. It's exhausting, right? If you yeah. did you hear about me, well, how about this? More about, about you. Back to me. <laughs> exactly. Right. So what uh, what Julie's learned to do, and what all introverts, once you guys understand that this is how you become more versatile, is she just follows the Ford script. And I hear her doing this all the time. It's you know art and science, really. But <laughs> we all, did it on our walk this morning. Of course we did. Yeah. All Ford is is family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Family, occupation, recreation, dreams. So if you don't naturally, introverts aren't going to want to talk about themselves. Julie and I dislike that at the highest level. 
um, just because it's just not naturally something we want to do in our social environments. But here's the real reason. is because having coached agents for a billion years, we know for a fact that if you really want to have a great attractor factor about you, you don't want to talk about yourself. You want to learn to ask questions that are genuinely interesting to you, what the answers might be, so that they'll want to then talk to you. Why? Because everyone's favorite topic is themselves. And so if you become the person that people will, um, that, you know, frankly, like people will gravitate towards Julie. I've seen this happen. And they do as me, with me as well because we don't talk about ourselves. We always talk, uh, ask them questions about what are what's mm-hmm. going on in their lives. They love you. They'll always want to talk to you because you make them feel good because you made them feel important. And so the outline for that is family, occupation, recreation, dreams. And again, we coach on this a lot. And we've done podcasts on this a lot. It's a very simple technique. And we give you sample questions in Premier Coaching where you just start out by asking real basic questions about what's going on. Or it's, you know, One of my favorite questions, if I haven't seen someone in like 30 days, is like, what's the coolest thing that's happened to you in the last month or since the last time I saw you? People love that question. Yeah, they all, it's fun to watch their reactions because they're like, gosh, nobody's asked me that. That's, and then they think. And then they give you a really interesting answer most of the time. And then you ask questions about what their answer is. And then like five or six minutes later, the conversation's over. You get back on with your day. And how do they feel when they when they went away from you? They Amazing. Feel, yeah. and, Julie, and if you are selling real estate and they know you sell real estate and you just made them feel amazing, guess what you've just done? <laughs> you've created somebody who's going to be a very powerful potential influencer, uh, a referral source for yourself, mm-hmm. or maybe they'll do transactions with you. This is the reason that... Inf- or that uh, in- introverts ultimately are more programmable because they have, uh, they want to be programmed. They want to be told what to do, mm-hmm. how to do it. They want to be, t- this is the system. This is how you win. You follow this seven step process. Our whole coaching system is built around people that want a specific, easy to follow, proven to work in all price ranges and all market conditions system. That's where premier coaching is. Mm-hmm. That's what we've always done. And why? Because that's how Julie and I think and operate ourselves. Makes sense? And it works. And it works. <laughs> how about that? Yeah. Remember guys, Julie and I sold real estate for about 10 years between 100 and 200 homes per year. You know, we're not fakey dues here. This is actually what we've done for a living and, you know, coaching and the rest of it is something now that we've done for a career. You know, it's hilarious about our introverted, super successful coaching clients. They don't want anybody to know about it. Oh, they're, yeah. they're very secretive about it. Like we'll ask them to do interviews sometimes. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want anybody to know they what I'm up to. They don't want anyone to know they're successful. Right. No, they don't want, they're not looking for that recognition. They, they don't, don't they, they're not in yeah. it for the ego. Exactly. Yeah. That's Which I think is too. kind of fun. Well, it's, I mean, we can talk about this forever, sure. but the reality of it is, is they're not, the reason that they're successful consistently over many, many years is because they are very disciplined about their business systems. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that makes you successful consistently over many, many years, you know, eliminating the ups and downs is because they're very disciplined with regards to their profit. And that's something else. When you plug yeah. an introvert into, this is what your profit margin should be. This is how you're saving money. This is what's going to happen over time. This is how you invest it. That makes them more confident, and that mm-hmm. makes them willing to actually do more of what they didn't want to do when they didn't want to do at the highest level over longer periods of time. Well, it's knowledge equals confidence, isn't it? And ignorance equals fear. When they understand A, B, and C and how the puzzle pieces go together, they just want more right? They want to have more success because now it's like they figured out the mousetrap. Exactly. So there you guys go. Good place to end. Hopefully, exactly. Hopefully this has helped a lot of you. I know it always does when we present it. It's obviously a great topic. 
Um, and again, if you're not an introvert, if you're an extrovert, you need to internalize some of these thoughts because they apply to you as well. In the meantime, guys, thank you, thank you for continuing to keep this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. If you have not done so yet, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Most of you, over 90% are listening to us on iTunes right now. Scroll to the bottom, give us a five-star review, include a pithy comment of what you maybe lo loved about this particular podcast. We appreciate it. It does, it, it frankly helps us a ton picking up new uh, potential listeners. It lets the world know that you love the podcast. This content helped you. That's your price of admission to listen to any more podcasts, okay? <laughs> so just give us a five-star review. We certainly appreciate your continued support. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.